Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Button. Switch for everything. You're listening to Aerial View on WFMU East Orange and worldwide on the internet at WFMU.org. No tricks now, Chris.
Hey, it's me, Chris T, and I'm about to go on a road trip up to Rhode Island to see my sister. It's her 60th birthday celebration this weekend, and um, I haven't taken a road trip of this length in quite a while with this car, so I'm a little apprehensive because it sat there pretty much all winter. Uh, I recently had the brakes done on it, but I don't really know about anything else here. Um... And I'm debating right now because I've gotten such a late start. It's already just cu- just coming up on 8:30 a.m. on Saturday. Proceed to the route. That uh, I'm debating of whether to go down to what used to be the Hess station and fill up on some diesel. And uh, now that I think about it, Turn I think. Turn right onto JFK oh, Jesus Christ! Shut up, lady. Oh my God. And uh, the sky doesn't look all that great. They're talking about rain today. I'd also heard snow in the forecast, so also hoping that it doesn't snow too bad. Um, But, yeah, my plan was to get out of the house. I thought I would be out. First, I thought I would be out by 6 a.m. Then I thought I would be out by 7 a.m. I ended up staying up late last night putting together all these pictures for a birthday slideshow up in Rhode Island, and so that kept me up late, and, um, uh, come on, lady, be quiet, and so now it's, it's 8.30, and I'm just getting on the road, and I'm actually not on the road yet, because now I'm going to get some fuel, it seems, It's like, stop right at $15 worth. It's not too bad. I just realized I got no windshield washer fluid. And something tells me I'm going to need it. So, I'm going to stop back at the house and get it. Aspect of the campaign, because really, Cruz is cleaning his clock around the country. Okay, here I am, heading to the George Washington Bridge. And, uh, I haven't even gotten out of... I have, I haven't gotten very far. Let's put it that way. I think I'm in Union City. Is that where I am? Union City, headed into Edgewater, and still many, many miles to go. Rhode Island, where I'm headed to my niece's house, is a good three hours away. Admittedly, that's probably at 55 miles an hour, and I don't think I'll be driving 55 miles an hour. So. I told my niece last night that I would be there by noon. I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll see. It depends on how many times I have to stop to take a leak or whatever, get fuel, uh, buy coffee, that kind of shit. But um, the car so far seems to be running well. Uh, We'll see what happens when I get it up to highway speed. I haven't been on any extended highway trips in uh, in a while in this vehicle which is a 1983 Mercedes-Benz 300D the D stands for diesel turbo diesel and um, it currently sits at 249,719 miles on the odometer 
which is fairly honest mileage. I did have the odometer and the speedometer rebuilt at one point. The odometer had stopped moving. Um, but I told the guy when he rebuilt it to dial it in to where the mileage should be based on the previous owner's estimates. And I consider it a fairly accurate number. So I will I will surpass 250,000 miles on this car, a quarter of a million miles um, on this trip, somewhere on this trip, there and back, probably on the way back, I think, or maybe on the way there. Uh, and so that's that's the update from here. Traffic is moving once more, so I'm going to turn this thing off and go back to listening to Weekend Edition. It's me, Chris T., on aerial view here on a road kill, on a road trip, headed to Rhode Island, and about to get on to the George Washington Bridge. I'm actually uh, in Fort Lee, about to make this right turn here, right on red. Well, that's a nice pile of rubble. I wonder what they knocked down over there. There's Babe's Taxi, still there after all these years. And uh, I'm looking for an easy pass lane. I'll take a cash and an easy pass lane. Alright, I got me an easy pass lane. And I got the go sign. And I'm on the George Washington Bridge. It's been many, many years. This is still one of my favorite bridges. I think it's a lovely bridge. Built in, what, 19... I want to say 30. Might have been a few years later than that. 33, maybe? Um, And famously, it was supposed to be covered with panels. You know, it's got this steel exoskeleton, exoskeleton, I guess is the word. But they were supposed to cover this up with panels, and then they ran out of money, as the story goes. And they never did cover it up with panels. And of course, I think we all prefer it this way, right? And so far, the weather seems to be holding. It's not raining, it's not snowing. And there goes a Port Authority police car right around me, man. That guy just... Whoa, he's on the tail of somebody. I don't know who, but man, at first I thought that was some dickhead who was uh, essentially driving like a maniac, and it turns out it's a Port Authority policeman who's right on somebody's ass and kind of driving like a dick, I'll be honest. And now he's turned on his lights. Now he appears to be pulling somebody over in a minivan, no less. I wonder what they did. Did they somehow blow through the toll without paying? Hmm. All right. And now I'm on the Cross Bronx Expressway, along with the BQE, one of my least favorite roads in this area. And, uh... I don't know which is worse. I've spent many an hour of my life crawling on both of these roads. But right now, i got to say, it's moving nicely. I'm not complaining. I'm doing about 50 miles an hour here. So if I can keep doing that all the way to the uh, New England Thruway, whatever the hell they call it, 
that goes up along the edge of Connecticut. I don't know why we don't go to Connecticut more often. It's really an easy trip. It's a hop, skip, and a jump, as they say. Not getting any complaints from the car so far. The oil pressure looks good. I got a full tank of gas. I should say diesel or fuel. And the temperature's uh, doing very well here. The engine temperature. And so far, this trip has been pretty smooth sailing, but admittedly I'm not that far into it. I still got that whole length of highway to go through Connecticut, which can be awful. It's me, Chris T, on Aerial View on a roadkill road trip to Rhode Island. And uh, I've been driving a, almost a solid hour now. And I'm well into Connecticut. And. Um, my least favorite thing about, you know, driving on a highway like this, like 95, not only is it just kind of boring, because you don't really see much, it's not terribly scenic, um, but people are fucking nuts. I mean, they're just nuts in the way they drive. They're just, I mean, I'm over here, you know, doing 80, mostly, and people are acting like I'm in their way. You know, just trying to desperately get out in front of me. And, you know, I'm leaving a car length between me and the Toyota in front of me, for instance. Which is not enough at this speed, obviously. Um, just so somebody won't come in there and, and just slide their car in there. Because that's what goes on. They're like, oh, you're not going fast enough. Get the fuck out of my way. And uh, it's kind of nuts. Um, undercover police car just passed me on the right. Undercover only in that it had no markings on it. It did have a light bar on top. But uh, I guess it's like a hybrid police car. Not quite undercover. And I don't know. I, at that point, I was doing 80. And I was like, oh, great. But he went right past me. So he must have other business at hand. And uh, day is, uh, the day is still nice. The weather's still good. Uh, no precipitation as of yet. So I'm happy about that. I've got one good windshield wiper in the trunk. I don't know why I don't have two 20-inch windshield wipers. I have no idea. But there you go. And uh, hoping to be in Rhode Island around noon, 1 p.m., um, debating whether to go straight to Warwick or maybe make a stop in Providence first. I, I have to look into things here. But here I am on boring 95, 
running along the Connecticut coast and about to, uh, I think I went past, what was that? I want to say I went past Danbury, but I, I don't know these cities very well. I don't come up here all that often. And, um, you know, I have to say, I was really curious that my sister, all those years ago, decided to, to camp for Rhode Island. I still don't know why. I mean, I, I may have asked her at one point. I don't know if she ever told me. Um, so maybe that's a conversation we can have when I get up there. Oh, look at that little log cabin right on the side of 95. What a strange place to put your log cabin. Real, I wonder if that thing predate, it must predate this road somehow. Because why would you put it right there? Um, so yeah, I don't know why, but uh, Rhode Island is a little inconvenient in terms of uh, us seeing each other more than we get to. And, um, you know, I'm just not in the habit of making three and a half hour trips. A lot of you out there probably are. Maybe you drive long distances on a regular basis. That would be an interesting conversation to have one of these days. All right, well, things were smooth sailing, and now we're kind of at a standstill here. And um, I see flashing lights up ahead, and I think it's that same hybrid undercover police car that went past me a few miles back. And I don't know if that means that he was rushing to the scene of an accident or somebody's getting pulled over and everybody's rubbernecking. I don't know. This is a rubbernecking delay. If you ask me, I've been driving long enough to know one when I see one. And, and this is why, if they ever do get this whole automated vehicle thing going on, it could really improve something like this. Because an automated vehicle is not going to slow down to look at an accident or slow down to look at somebody pulled over on the side of the road. I don't think uh, you're going to have a rubbernecking issue with an automated vehicle. And I I like to keep up with everything that's happening in that world, and it, and it is an exciting time right now, by the way, in the world of automated vehicle research, and you'll see more and more of this automation make its way into automobiles. I don't think there'll ever come a time when you'll just be flinging yourself down the highway and you won't be seated behind the wheel. I, I just don't know that we as human beings will ever get to that moment. Although, who knows? It could well end up being a minority report type of thing or whatever that Will Smith movie was. What was the one where he was in the self-driving car? We might get to that moment. We're not at it yet. I'm driving my own car. <laughs> and, um, alright, so there's the is that what everyone was rubbernecking at? There's a semi on the side of the road, a tanker yanker. And he's got some of those orange triangles out behind his truck and he's pulled over with his flashers on. But he's safely on the shoulder. And uh, is that really what was causing everybody to slow down? It couldn't have been that simple. All right. It's Chris T. on a roadkill road trip to Rhode Island in Connecticut. Been driving 
about an hour and a half now, and uh, right now I got a Chevy Suburban or whatever the fuck it is on my ass for the last, I want to say, 20 miles and just tailgating the living shit out of me. I actually got this thing up to about 85, 90 just to get away from this dude because he wants this left lane and he's crawling up my fucking ass. Oh, why do people have to be such assholes? Why? It's probably a small dick motherfucker in an SUV is what he is. This tiny little penis asshole. You fucking asshole. Just wants everybody out of his way. No one's going fast enough. I'm doing almost 85 miles an hour. And that's not fast enough for this dick. This is why I hate going on road trips like this. I mean, I believe me, I would like nothing more than to take a beautiful trip across this country on some of the less traveled roads, back roads, whatever you want to call them. But this shit, this 95 can go fuck itself, frankly. With everybody going like a bat out of hell. Buddy, I hope you crash. That's what I hope for you. There he goes, getting ready to pass me. Douche in a fucking Chevy. Suburban. Whatever it is. It's a huge black SUV. With a small dick motherfucker at the wheel. And no one's going fast enough for him. On this two lane stretch of Route 95 up through Connecticut and he's finding himself frustrated because he can't pass me there's not enough room you dick but he's going to keep trying Alright, it's coming up on uh, about 10.15 a.m. Saturday morning. A bit chilly outside, but the weather's holding. It's not raining. No snow. Thankful for that. And uh, I'm headed to Rhode Island for my sister's 60th birthday celebration. Which is... uh, Tonight, surprise party, and then tomorrow, Sunday, I think we're going to some kind of brunch. I got uh, a car full of stuff, clothes that I had to bring up, I got gifts, I got all kinds of shit, and none of it's in the trunk, because the trunk doesn't lock, so there's that. Somebody's pulled over up ahead, I see flashing lights. I'm trying not to get pulled over myself. All right, it's me, Chris T., on a roadkill road trip to Rhode Island, and I just cut off a guy in a fucking Hyundai. Why, you ask? Because he cut me off. Because here I am trying to maintain one fucking car length between me and the car in front of me, and along comes this shithead 
in a white Hyundai, and he gets into that space. He just noses into that space. And I beat my horn, and I'm like, hey, you fuck. And then I just decide I'm going to do the same thing to him. Fuck him. What is wrong with people? What the fuck is wrong with you people? I don't get it. I don't get it. We're all doing 80 miles an hour, and you got to get into that space, that one car length, between me and the person in front of me. Why? How is that advancing your cause? What, what the fuck is wrong with you? You douchebag. Again, I hope you crash. Please just crash. Man, I knew I should have taken the train, man. And that next time, I'm just paying the $200 or whatever it is and getting on the Amtrak. And I'll relax and I'll sit and I'll read and I'll look at a movie on my iPad and I'll write and pass the time, wander down to the dining car, whatever the fuck they have on Amtrak nowadays, and not have to deal with these fucking maniacs. These absolutely unsocialized, poorly socialized douchebags. Hey, it's me, Chris T, on an aerial view roadkill road trip to Rhode Island, and I am now in Rhode Island. I just crossed over into Rhode Island a few moments ago, and I'm making really good time. And uh, it looks like I will be in Providence in a little over a half an hour. So there's a stop I want to make in Providence. And uh, maybe I'll get a quick bite to eat or something before I head over to Warwick to my niece's house. And it has occurred to me that I'm trying to do all of this without being spotted anywhere by my sister. Because that would tend to spoil the surprise. So I hope when I'm driving from Providence to Warwick, we don't cross paths somewhere. Um, I gotta say, Providence, Rhode Island, I've been there now a bunch of times because my sister does live up here and I really like it. I wish I could uh, spend some time there, like actually go for a visit um, where there weren't, you know, other things going on with my sister or my niece or something where I could just spend some time poking around Providence and seeing what it's all about. And um, maybe that will happen at some point in the future. Anyway, Providence is straight ahead. All right, well, I've changed my mind. I'm going to stop by my niece's first because uh, it's almost, I'm almost there. I think it's like 10 miles from where I am right now. So I'm going to stop by there and unload some stuff from the car and maybe uh, just check in with her and see what she's doing. And I mean, this party is still over six hours away. So obviously there's time to go to Providence and maybe she wants to go with me. Uh, we'll see, because I'm almost there. This is Chris T. on Aerial View on a roadkill road trip to Rhode Island. And you may have heard recently that uh, there's, a, there's a bit of controversy in Rhode Island over their new slogan that they were trying out, or that they actually created with the hopes of luring more tourists to Rhode Island. And... Uh, the slogan, if I'm remembering correctly, was 
warmer but cooler something like that and everybody found it incredibly dumb and it got mocked mercilessly on social media and the guy I think that hired the guy that came up with the slogan lost his job and it was just a whole thing anyway um, here I am in Rhode Island I'm about I think at this point 10 miles away from my destination and then maybe there'll be a trip into Providence we'll see hey it's me Chris T on a aerial view roadkill road trip to Rhode Island and uh, I just left the oyster bar where we had a little uh, birthday brunch for my sister it's very nice down here in what's called Point Juliet. Continue on Commander Oliver Hazard Perry Highway, then turn left. In Rhode Island. And uh, I forget what the hell the name of the oyster bar was, but... Turn left, then turn left onto Commander Oliver Hazard Perry Highway. We had a lovely time. I had the Caesar salad with some lobster, and I had... Uh, what the hell else? Turn I had some clam chowder. Oliver Hazard Perry Highway. Yeah, Matanuck. Matanuck. M-A-T-U-N-U-C-K. Keep right on Commodore Perry Highway. Matanuck Oyster Bar is what it's called. And it's like farm to table. They have their own oyster farm and everything is nice and fresh. The lobster was delicious. Um and uh, it was a lovely time there with my brother and my sister and my sister's kids and um, my great niece, I guess that's what you call her, my niece's kid. And um, now I'm headed for home. It's, uh, is it really that late already? Wow. I didn't realize that was the time, but it's after... No, there's something wrong here. Is it really after 1 o'clock? I guess it is. Yeah, it's 1.20. And I'm headed for home, and I hope to be home by uh, 4.15, thereabouts. But the party last night was, was pretty good for my sister. A lot of people showed up. In half a mile, keep right on Commodore Perry Highway. And a uh, good time was had by all. I drank lots of red wine gave me a bit of a headache. It was either that or the gas leak that my niece thought she smelled in her house. We were getting ready. I was sleeping over her house and we were getting ready to settle in and go to bed and um, you know, I was getting ready to head off to... to oh, shut up. I was getting ready to put on my comfy sleep time clothes and my niece. Take a slight right turn to merge onto an I-78. Will do, lady. Thank you. And uh, my niece smelled gas, you know, uh, like natural gas, and ended up having to call National Grid. I guess they're the gas company, and they sent the guy out like 20 minutes later with a sniffer. So there we are at 12:30, 12:45, and the gas guy's there with his sniffer. And so I was really weary. I just had been a long day. I'd gotten up at like 6.30 in the morning and I just wanted to go to bed and I couldn't. And there was some question as to whether or not I'd have to pack up my stuff and get out and go over to my sister's house. 
because my niece didn't want me staying there and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to leave you here by yourself. That's I'm not going to do that. So I'll wait here with you until the gas guy gets here and tells us. And so the gas guy came, he spent a good 15, 20 minutes sniffing around, said uh, he did detect some kind of odor outside, but he didn't think it was natural gas. He thinks there may be something decomposing in my niece's crawl space underneath her porch. He thinks an animal might have gotten in there and died, and that may be what's given off the odor. So, there you go. The joys of home ownership once again. Now you got to find out if something died under your porch. Uh, and uh, so then finally got to bed, uh, probably 1.15 in the morning, finally went off the bed. And got up fairly early this morning. Not that early, 8.50 a.m., so I think I got a good seven or more hours of sleep. That was nice. I brought my own pillow, which I think is important when you go on these road trips like this. And if you can, pack it. Bring your own pillow. They're nice and light. You won't regret it, believe me. And now it's a beautiful day. Sunshiny day with a clear blue skies. And uh, not that cold, not that warm. Uh, no rain, no snow. Dodge that bullet completely. So very happy about that. And right now I'm entering Charlestown, Rhode Island. And I got about 11 miles before I hit the highway. And I can start making my way towards 95 for the slog south. And all I hope is that it's a fairly quick run down 95 and not all that bad because of Sunday drivers. Uh, I got the dash cam up there on the windshield, just in case anything truly fucked up happens. And I'm going to be making periodic reports here for this installment <clears throat> of Aerial View. I kind of wish I had my recorder with me yesterday when I went to uh, Pro- you know Providence, Rhode Island. I was poking around there. I found a great guitar store called Empire Guitars. They're upstairs from the Empire Pawn Shop. It's weird, man. I was in this stretch of uh, Providence where it's all these pawn shops, one after the other. And this one pawn shop, you go in and downstairs, it's your standard pawn shop, kind of upscale. Not, I've been in some really sleazy pawn shops, but this one was kind of upscale. And if you're wondering why I go in pawn shops, it's really to see what kind of musical instruments they might have. And I have never found a bargain in any pawn shop I've ever been in. As a matter of fact, they generally tend to overprice their instruments for some reason. You're not getting any bargains out of those people. And I've never had to pawn anything, so there's that. But this one, uh, nice and upscale downstairs, and then upstairs, a really nicely kitted out music store. You know, guitar store with a lot, you know, nice selection, nice range of vintage instruments in all different price categories. I even, I was tempted by a Fender um, resonator guitar, metal body resonator guitar, but man, that that thing was heavy. That sucker was heavy and didn't really sound all that great, although admittedly I couldn't hear it all that well because of the douchebag who was sitting there using some kind of pedal, guitar pedal, 
and working his way through the most cliched riffs he knew. An older gentleman sitting there playing guitar hero. Not the game guitar hero, but you know what I mean. Anyway, I ended up buying a metal slide because the last slide I had was glass and I dropped it and it shattered. And I thought, okay, let me get a metal slide. And I bought a knob for an amp that's back at home that's missing a knob. But now that I think about that knob, I realize it's not the right knob. I needed this knob for this old plush amp that I have from the 1970s. It's missing one knob, and it's kind of a hard knob to find. It's got a little silver disc in the center, and uh, this, this knob I purchased does not. So, not the right knob, but... Oh well, I think it cost me all of $3. I'm not that upset about it. I'll use it for something. You'll see. And um, I didn't purchase anything else there, even though, again, temptation abounded because this place had a really nice selection of guitar pedals, all different, again, all different price ranges, all different manufacturers. And uh, what I was looking for in particular was a compressor that would fit on my little mini pedal board. And the only one they had that was a little mini compressor was quite expensive. It was more than I wanted to pay. It was like $180 or something like that. And I, I wasn't looking to shell out that much. If I had found something that was 60 or $70, I might have been into it, but, but not that high. So I passed it by. But then I went into a part of Providence I'd never been to before called Federal Hill where they have all the Italian restaurants and the Italian food. And I got my niece some pasta salads for her party. And uh, as it turned out, she never, she never put out the pasta salad. So I guess she has it to eat if she wants. And uh, poked around Providence a little bit more. Again, it's a city that... I actually enjoy. I went to this. Oh, I went to this place. This hamburger place, Hamburger Harry's or Harry's Hamburgers or whatever. I think there's a couple of them here, and this one was uh, right there on Throop Street in the middle of Providence. And I was lucky enough to get a parking space right across the street and uh, sat down at the bar and had some sliders and some chili, and it was quite good, I have to say. And then. Uh, Back to my niece's house to set up for the party, and uh, the party went well, like I said, and now I am headed home, and I will have further reports from the road for this Aerial View, and again, if you'd like to find me online, aerialview.me is a good place to start. See ya. Hey, it's me, Chris T., on an aerial view roadkill road trip from Rhode Island. I'm leaving Rhode Island, and uh, the car is about to turn 250,000 miles. I got a little less than one mile to go. Let's count it down. About a half a mile. Bing, there it is, 250,000 miles. Woohoo! on this car, this 1983 Mercedes-Benz 300D turbo diesel.
built in Stuttgart, Germany. And when it was new, quite an expensive car. One of the first cars imported to the United States with four-wheel disc brakes, believe it or not. But that's about it for safety features. Oh, yeah, it's got safety belts, too. I forgot about those. But other than that, there's no airbags in this sucker. And there's no stability control, and there's no anti-skid brakes, and none of that other stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty old school. Anyway, I love this car. And I'm really happy with the way it's performing on this trip. I uh, I did put a little bit of oil in it before I left my sister's house this morning. And um, it probably could use some more oil. I don't doubt it. If I were to pull over and check. And at some point I may have to pull over to use the bathroom or something. And, and then I will. But if I don't have to, I'm going to keep going straight on for home. And um, the GPS lady in my phone just told me it's 123 miles Stay on 95 for 123 miles. So there you go. Uh, good old, boring, non-scenic Route 95 down along the coast once again. And uh, I think on the way back, I'm going to take the Tappan Zee Bridge rather than the George Washington because that tends to be con- less congested, less traffic going over the Tappan Zee. And then I'll make my way down 9W or the Palisades Parkway or something just uh, for the sake of my own sanity and to stay off the goddamn cross Bronx on a Sunday. And um, so more reports from 95 as they occur to me or as situations warrant. Um, Just passing Hartford, Connecticut and uh, another city I have yet to explore. Is there any reason to go to Hartford? You tell me. What do they got there in Hartford that you can't get elsewhere, for instance? And uh, there's the beautiful Long Island Sound shimmering to my left. And I got to say, I got no complaints about how the traffic's been moving so far. I know I've just doomed myself by even mentioning it. So we'll see if it keeps going like this, but I've been able to move at a fairly decent pace so far and uh, even right now I'm doing about 50 in this little bit of congestion just outside of Hartford here so I hope to be home by 4pm that'll be nice so that I can put together this here aerial view show and throw together a newsletter and I don't have to think about it on Monday I want to take a moment to thank everybody that's listening to this. I don't know. I'm going to issue my usual disclaimer here because I don't know how many people that is. I have no idea who's listening, who's not listening. And I. it's hard to operate this program in such a vacuum. And it's one of my frustrations and one of my reasons for wanting to move on. But if you are listening and you are appreciating the shows that I've been doing, thank you for doing that. Send me some feedback when you get a chance. You could send me an email, ct at wfmu.org. Or you can weigh in on the playlist to put some comments down. Thanks. I got a Honda up my ass, by the way. I'm just saying. 
This Honda has been up my ass for quite a while now. I wonder where that Audi went, the Audi that was up my ass. Sunday drivers, you gotta love them. Hey, it's me, Chris T, on an aerial view. Roadkill road trip, coming back from Rhode Island, and uh, I uh, things are a little bogged down where I am right now, trying to make my way to the Tappan Bridge, about 30 miles from the bridge. And um, one thing I wanted to remark upon here was just how every other car seems to be an Audi. Audi must be doing incredible around here. Their sales in this area must be through the roof because I could see right now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Audis in my little stretch of road over here. And uh, they've all got New Jersey or Connecticut or New York plates. So I don't know if Audi is the number one selling automobile in the tri-state area, but I, I, I'd love to find out because, man, there's a lot of them. I guess no one, does anyone buy a Mercedes anymore or, or no? Or are they now out of style with the, uh, the well-to-do? I don't know what else to call it. How much, how much you got to pay for an Audi? I don't know. I guess they're good cars. What can I say? I don't have one. You can find me online at aerialview.me. I think I'm about to pass Waterbury. There's the exit for Waterbury Trumbull. Whatever the hell that is. And uh, I know I'm, I'm inching closer and closer to my home. And an Audi just uh, switched lanes in front of me without much room to do so. At least he signaled, he or she signaled so because you see a lot of people just switching lanes and to hell with the signal to hell with letting you know right alright there you go 30 miles says my phone I set the uh, I reset I should say the GPS lady in my phone to Nyack New York because that's the only way to really get to the Tappan Zee it's not like you can say take me to the Tappan Zee Bridge. I guess you could, but I just said take me to Nyack. I know how to get home from there. Hey, it's me, Chris T. Aerial View. Roadkill road trip from Rhode Island and a fucking Mercedes SUV just cut me off. This guy is a lane changer. Just uh, zipping, zipping, zipping. He just zipped back out of my lane, back over to the right lane. Now it looks like he's going to zip into the middle lane. He wants that left lane. He zipped into the left lane in front of the Audi. That's in front of me. I got an Audi in front of me and an Audi behind me. And that's the kind of person you you, you want to see crash and you hope you can get to the car in time to punch them in the face before they get out of the car. Like You don't necessarily want them to die or anything in the crash. I'm not wishing death upon people. But, you know, just crash, ruin your day, ruin your car, and then allow me to get to the scene. And in the guise of helping you out of your car, I would punch you repeatedly in the face for being a dick. 
And, uh, and then when the emergency services people got there, they'd be like, oh, what happened to your face? I don't know. Some guy came over and punched me in it. That would be fine by me. You fucking dick. So that's the report from uh, now I'm over by Norwalk Danbury exit. The Norwalk Danbury exit in Connecticut. And about 16 miles now from the chimpanzee bridge, as we used to call it. When we were kids, and I've got Audis all around. You get an Audi, and you get an Audi, and you get an Audi. Everybody gets an Audi. And now I'm uh, the left lane has come to a complete stop here. A complete stop. And I am still 14 miles from the bridge. Fourteen miles to the Tappan Zee, and then uh, hopefully that'll be moving. And then once I get on the Jersey side, all I'll have to contend with is those assholes on their bicycles. Wow, driving makes me angry. I might have road rage. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, I was doing really well, and then I hit this stretch here. Uh, just outside of Darien, Connecticut. And now we're, it's stop and go, bumper to bumper. And things ain't moving all that well. Let's just put it that way. And I wish I had remembered this part of 95 and peeled off and went in some other direction. I could have, I, I could have shot over to the west a little bit and then made my way down south to the Tappan Zee. But no, not me. Hey, it's me, Chris T. Headed for the Tappan Zee Bridge, almost there. And uh, I got a Kia that's crawling up my ass now. It's always something crawling up your ass. But in this case, it's a fucking Kia. And the guy thinks, uh, apparently, we're in some kind of race here. Like he just wants to be in front of me. Oh, it's so exhausting. It really is exhausting. I don't know how people do this for a living. God bless all of you who drive for a living. Just saying. And uh, so soon I will be over the Tappan Z. And hopefully when I get on 9W, things will be a little more sedate. Let's just put it that way. We got another mad dog over here in a Mercedes C250 with Florida plate 721 50G is in George who's coming up at a high rate of speed and uh, driving aggressively he wants that left lane he wants to hammer down now he's hammering down in the right lane and where he's going in such a hurry is anybody's guess maybe he's got a pregnant woman in the car who knows and meanwhile, the Kia is still on my ass, and I am still within reach of the Tappan Zee Bridge. Just within reach. Should be there in uh, five minutes or less, actually. And there goes that Mercedes. Making his move. Left lane closed up ahead. Better get over.
All right, I'm on the Tapazee Bridge. Woohoo! I'm in the left lane, so uh, you're gonna have to move on over so I can exit. And you know, they're building a new bridge right alongside of the old Tappan Zee, and uh, they're making quite a bit of progress here. Uh, didn't someone die in a bridge-related accident recently, putting this bridge together? This new one? thought I read in the paper somehow some people on a barge or something ran into something and are no longer among the living. And I wonder how many people this new bridge will claim before they're done with it. Uh, we're coming to almost a complete stop here on the Tappan Z. Let me get over in this right lane so I can exit when I need to. And I'm in the right lane now and we're in a we're at a complete stop. So I can get a really good look at the new bridge. Well, the pilings for the new bridge, anyway, the support for the new bridge. Because this here Tappanzee Bridge is old and uh, in bad shape. I don't know yet if there's been any talk about whether they're going to turn this into like a high line type of thing and allow pedestrians on this or if they're just planning on dismantling it. Who knows? It might be nice to, to walk across this thing and hang out on it for a little bit. Although it may be structurally, who knows? They may not want people doing that. I think they probably should take it down. That's just me. And who knows if there'll be any pedestrian walkways on the new bridge that they're putting up. But uh, things moving slowly across the Tappetee. Maybe a little bit of a jam up at the other end of it. But I am going to bail out. I don't think I'm headed to the Palisades Parkway. I think I'm going to take the more sedate 9W South and um, snake along the Hudson River. 9W on a Sunday, uh, it can move slow just because of all the people who like to use it for a bike path. There's all these people, uh, and I, I have no problem with people who bike. I really don't. You, you know, if you want to get on a bicycle and get some good exercise and get some fresh air and not spew pollutants into the atmosphere, I say go for it. I, I think my only issue with some of these people is how they feel like they're in the Tour de France or something, and they wear all these sponsor labels on their clothing like they're actually being sponsored. And I don't think they are. I think they just... It's weird. It's like they're emulating the look of professional bicycle racers. I don't get it. Maybe maybe they are professional, but I, I somehow think they're like weekend warriors. And again, I don't get it. Um, I, get, I got a good view of the new bridge from here. And it, it's going to be considerably higher. I think that was one of the complaints with this Tappan Zee Bridge is they built it too low and the difficulty in getting different kinds of uh, commercial vessels underneath it. So the new bridge is going to be considerably higher up in the air. And, uh, you know, I am shooting dash cam footage here 
although I may have filled up the card by now, who knows, but I will try to put some of the dash cam footage up along with this show. All right, I'm on 9W. I spotted my first biker. There's my second biker. I don't mean motorcyclist. motorcyclist. I mean somebody on a bicycle. And uh, I'm sure there'll be many, many more because the weather's nice. Oh, look at this monstrosity they put up over here. Jeez, that's ugly. Um, I've always really enjoyed this little ride down 9W here in the towns of Upper Grandview and... uh, whatever the hell else they're called. They all end in on Hudson, the names of these towns. And uh, Piermont, the town of Piermont up ahead. But uh, it's a lovely little drive if you ever get the chance to take it. And you could you can ride quite a ways on 9W, actually. Um, there are for sale signs all over this area, though. I'm, every time I'm up here, I'm always amazed by just how many for sale signs there are. I've counted five or six already in the short little distance I've gone there's another one and I don't know why people are fleeing this area I'd be curious to find out why there's been so many residential home sales is it because of the construction of the new bridge there's another one and another one or are these people aging out and they want to uh, move to a warmer climate and their kids don't want to live here, don't want their house. Is that it? I don't know what's going on, but it's it's kind of impressive when you see just how many houses are for sale up here on 9W with a fantastic view of the Hudson River and the Tappan Zee Bridge and on over to the other side. Um... You know, if it wasn't so inconvenient to get to work from here, I would consider living up this way. But it's, for someone who works in Manhattan, I I mean, I suppose it can be done. People do it. I guess they get on a bus and they go in here. They go into the city. Um, But it's not for me. I, I wouldn't do it. Maybe I could live in Piermont if they ran a ferry. But that ferry would be ridiculously expensive, I'm sure to get to work every day because even the ferry that I take which is like a six or seven minute ride across the Hudson is is not cheap there's another for sale sign I pay $272 a month to take that ferry and yes there's another for sale sign and yes it includes a free bus and another for sale sign this one is land for sale Yes, it includes a free bus on the other side, but hey, it's still expensive. Oh, man. Ah, you know, my adrenaline levels are coming back down to normal. My blood pressure, everything. Because I, I don't have assholes crawling up my butt. And um, douchebags in German luxury sedans. And yes, I know I'm in a German luxury sedan, but it's, it's a really old one. So I I don't know. 1983, let's do the math. It's 2016. I can't even do that math. That's how pathetic I am. 33 years old, this car? Could that be? Oh, and look, a bicyclist just, you know, rode out into the street here. Rode out into the road. Oh, man. I just saw a whole group of them uh, going north, and they were all in those silly outfits that they wear with the sponsor labels all over them. And, you know, one guy... 
they're supposed to ride single file, and they, they don't, you know, and, and one guy, of course, was trying to move ahead of the rest of them. I'm sure he drives uh, a German luxury sedan and drives like an asshole. Um, but he, uh, you know, I just, I could just imagine what this guy's life like. I was imagining for just a moment him sitting around with all of his bicycle riding buddies, and they're all talking about fancy schmancy bikes and how much they spent on their front wheels and why they have a why they you know <laughs> you need to have a smaller front wheel than a back I don't fucking know carbon fiber this and ugh it all sounds so grueling somehow I, I just I don't know what it is about me I guess there's something wrong with me man because when I when somebody is that in th- oh look at this guy going downhill woohoo yeah baby you go He's all leaned forward on his special handlebars. Ah, man. I know as I say these things, and as you're listening to them, if you're indeed listening to this, and again, I, I, even though I brought my Zoom recorder, my Zoom H6, it's just a little hard to hold in front of your face like this, and I didn't feel like dealing with mounting it to the windshield, to, to the rearview mirror, and... I, I may need something smaller, something better than this Sony and smaller than that Zoom. Somewhere in the in between. Something in that sweet spot that I could record with like this while I'm going down the road. And So uh, apologies for any audio quality issues, but to me it's more about the content anyway than the audio quality, so... Um, but, I, you know, I guess when people are that enthusiastic about something, there's just, it's somehow, and maybe because it's not my enthusiasms, I don't know. Here's a group of bicyclists, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row. Seven all in a row, riding up each other's butts. Isn't that cute? All right, and I'm on 9W trying to make up for some time here. I was behind this uh, big old red pickup truck. This person is obviously doing a lot of camping on their bike. They are loaded down with shit. And uh, I'm maybe, I got another half an hour before I'm at the house, so that'll be nice. Get home, get a little relaxed, and then start start putting together this aerial view show. How's that? All right, uh, things are a little, going a little slow over here down 9w and uh i blame these these i don't know what to call them bicyclists bicycle rider i really don't know i'm encountering more and more of them as i get further south here's a group of like eight or nine of them and again they don't really ride single file they're just sort of all over the place and uh people are driving very cautiously around them as could be understood so uh, we're all crawling along here. I got a chance to bust a move, and I'm going to do it because I got a slow poke over here in a Nissan. This guy's out for a Sunday drive, going about as slow as he can. So just past him, and. Uh, Depending on what I hit when I get on um, River Road there over 
south of the George Washington Bridge, and it could be very congested today because people like to go out to the shopping centers that are open to the Hudson County shopping centers because Bergen County still has blue laws. And so if they want to go shopping, they go out there. And so it could be be a lot of traffic for a Sunday, just saying. But I'll be home. I'll be home before 4.30. Anyway, I'm not making, I'm not planning on making any stops. Uh, There, I have passed everybody. Good for me. Here's my left to get onto River Road. I got a green light. Just gotta wait on this here traffic. I'm not waiting on this guy, cause he's dogging it. Screw that guy. And here comes my right. And I uh, used almost a full tank of gas to get there and back. And since I left the restaurant, I've gone just over 169 miles. Oh, man. Thanks for listening to this here aerial view roadkill road trip to Rhode Island and back. And uh, I may have one or two more reports before we're done here. So I won't say goodbye just yet. Oh, look, more bicycle riders, more bicyclists. They usually, uh, you usually don't see them once you hit the George Washington Bridge. Just south of that, you don't really see them anymore. Um, I th- that seems to be their gathering point. There's this cafe over here. It's not a cafe. I guess it's a bicycle shop with a cafe on it, added to it, included in it, whatever. And uh, that seems to be where they congregate for their bike rides because I guess they got to take the bike on the car right attach the bike to the car and then take the bike off the car and then go for their ride to nowhere and back again I uh, look I know I know I can be as big an asshole as anybody else believe me I'm fully aware of that it may be one of one of my saving graces, if not my only saving grace, is self-awareness. So let me reiterate that I, I don't hate uh, bicyclists or bicycle riders. I have nothing against I I kind of wish I was one, in a way, because I think it's just like a really good way to get your aerobic thing going on without, you know, destroying the joints in your body. So I, I have no issue with, with anybody that wants to be healthy. Just went around that indecisive asshole who didn't know whether he wanted to park or not park or what. Um, so my issue is really with the, again, with the ones who, who uh, slap the uh, logos all over themselves. They brand themselves. I don't know what they're doing with all the sponsorship shit. And it looks like they're in the Tour de France and they're not. There, I said it. Stop doing that if you can, people. Hey, it's me, Chris T., uh, almost home. I'm over here in Edgewater. 
which uh, looks completely different than it did when I first moved to Edgewater back in whatever the hell it was. I want to say 1992 because I lived in Tenafly from uh, 87 to 92. And then I had to get out of there because they were selling the house that I was renting a room in. Oh, and the guy behind me in the Chevy is picking his nose. Good for you, pal. Dig for gold. And so I had to get out of that house, and I found a place in Tenafly, and I think the room I was renting was $400 a month, and it had a beautiful picture window with a fantastic view of the George Washington Bridge and the Hudson River and Upper Manhattan. And it was just, you could lie in bed at night and see the lights on the bridge twinkling there. It was, it was quite lovely. I had good years in that place. But the problem with that place is, uh, well, the landlord was on the premises. He lived down the hall from me, really across the hall from me. And he rented uh, the room downstairs. I think he rented a couple of other rooms in that place. And there were always these weird transients living there. Ugh. So it was awful. And uh, you, had, you had the common spaces you had to share with them, like the downstairs kitchen and the uh which i rarely if ever used and then there was a little dining room i guess and there was a little porch out back and i mostly stayed in my room with two cats no less that was the best part and uh, i'm amazed actually that the landlord allowed me to have the two cats in there that still kind of blows my mind but back then this road didn't even exist the road that i'm on now river road here in edgewater they hadn't put it in yet and to see what's gone on since then and just how much it's been built up and how many businesses have gone in over here and the amount of residences that they put up, the condo towers, and along with it all of the traffic that now is on this road at just about any hour of the day or night. It's uh, it's kind of remarkable to see and I don't know how I feel about it, frankly. I mean, I feel like if I ever do move to California, if we ever do get there, that this is a good immersion technique. This is a good way to get used to the idea of forever being stuck in traffic because I would put this traffic up against theirs any day. So there, there's that. Almost home. We'll be there shortly. And it looks like I'm putting this thing in the garage because the missus has parked on the street and I'm going to try to back it in if I can and then I got to unload it and then I got to get all that crap in the house and uh, I might do one last report when I get home so I won't say goodbye just yet oh lord I'm almost there, and I think this will be my last report, unless I see something extraordinary happen. I got uh, Manhattan on my left, and um, it says Union City on my right. I don't really know. West New York? Is it West New York? Hey, nice job, you fucking asshole. Turning right in front of me, pulling a fucking U-turn, you douche. Jesus Christ, some guy in a Volkswagen sedan, a Passat or a Jetta or something, just literally pulled a U-turn right in front of me. Oh, my God. Again, I ask, what's wrong with people? What is wrong with you people? 
and I was just enjoying the sunshine and the beautiful day. Oh, and there is the houses that uh, very famous stretch of houses over here that were immortalized by none other than Edward Hopper. These four Weehawken houses, and uh, they don't look the same so much as they did when he did them, when he drew them, painted them, whatever the hell he did. But I think it's cool they're there. And oh, look, there's the Freedom Tower. And I can see the Atlantic Yards project, and there's the Empire State Building. And boy, there's a lot of people out here. And I'm cutting to right. I'm cutting through Weehawken here on my way home. Rather than uh, put up with any more of Boulevard East, as they call it. Which is really JFK Boulevard East. Because there's going to be a lot of looky-loos out today, because the weather's nice. And they're all going to be looking taking pictures in front of uh, the Manhattan backdrop. So I am going to very carefully make my way over to my house. And again, thank all of you for listening to Aerial View. I do appreciate it. Get out of the street, you fuck. And um, just trying to think if there's anything to report. Oh, yeah, I've got the date for my next foot surgery. It's May 6th. So, again, I'm faced with the decision of uh, when to pull the plug on this thing. And I'm trying to stick to July. I'm trying not to weaken. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes with the next foot surgery and, and whether or not I feel like continuing to put this thing together. Oh, they're doing The Little Mermaid here. The Weehawken High School presents The Little Mermaid. Is that today? Yeah, I don't know. There's the Weehawken Water Tower. Hello, Water Tower. It's a great landmark. If you ever get lost, I guess. I mean, really lost. I hate this piece of road here because it's very narrow and people park on both sides of it. And uh, hard time getting past this guy. And this guy, too. Come on, you douche. Come on by, you douche. All right. Hello, neighbor. All right, here we go. I'm going to back in. That'll do it. I am home. I'm parked in the garage. And now to empty out the car, relax for a bit, and get started on this new aerial view. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and I'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.